welcome to the Badass Breastfeeding Podcast. This is Diane, your lactation consultant. And I'm Abby, the Badass Breastfeeder. And today's episode is brought to you by Milk by Mom. With innovative freeze-drying technology, you can store and transport breast milk effortlessly without compromising its nutritional value. And we're welcoming a new sponsor, Pumpin' Pal. Pumpin' Pal's... Welcome. Pumpin' Pal's angled flanges are here to upgrade your pumping journey. And we will hear more from our sponsors later, but you can head to badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com and check out our sponsor page. If you ever need anything, head over there and see if you can give them any of your business because they make this podcast possible. And while you're there, scroll down and enter your email address and we'll send you episodes straight to your inbox every week. And uh, we are on Patreon, and we would really like to see you there. We're enjoying our time with our mini podcasts, our extra ad-free episodes, our Zoom hangouts with the patrons and the badasses, I should say. And uh, you can head to the very top link in the show notes under wherever you're listening from. And you can also find it at badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com. You'll find all of our tiers and the benefits and choose one and please join us. We have fun things too. Like if you sign up for certain tiers, you get like, I send you a card with stickers and stuff and check that out. Uh, we're still hosting our ongoing giveaway for people who leave reviews around the internet. Just send us a screenshot and your address to badassbreastfeedingpodcast at gmail.com. And we will send you a goodie bag of stickers. We love stickers. And we do love stickers. <laughs> Diane really loves stickers. They're fun. I just got new ones the other day. Yeah, I got new ones too. Oh, um, I was running out. So, yeah. Uh, email that your review. Just you know, go somewhere. Leave a review. Uh, you can leave reviews in a lot of places, and take a screenshot and just email that to badassbreastfeedingpodcast at gmail dot com along with your address, and you'll get a little goodie bag. And now Diane has our review of the week. I do, and it's a long one, but that's okay because we like those. I was just listening to your episode on low milk supply and it helped me understand my journey so much better. My son is 11 months old and received some breast milk until about three months, but has been formula fed ever since. I desperately wanted to breastfeed, so I read all the books and got all the supplies, but then labor and delivery was very traumatic, unmedicated vaginal birth. I had gestational diabetes, baby was premature, I hemorrhaged and had very low iron, ended up in the ER a week later due to blood loss that was left untreated. Baby was in the NICU for low blood sugar and jaundice, so we did didn't get the traditional start. In the ER, they scanned me for a blood clot, so I couldn't breastfeed because of my radiation, which isn't a thing. And meanwhile, <laughs> my son ended up in the ER at a different hospital with my husband for his jaundice. So it was a full eight days later that we were finally together at home when Aww. I got to start really breastfeeding. I didn't have a consistent lactation consultant at the time, but eventually found one. So got a rental pump so I could double pump since my son was having latching issues. He was syringe fed for three weeks because we were trying so hard to breastfeed, but eventually gave in to giving him bottles because it w he was eating so much. I had so much grief and stress about not being able to breastfeed as a first time mom. My son ended up also having a lip tongue tie that was diagnosed at two months after birth. Around four weeks, his actual due date, I finally started to feel full and gorge, which I had never felt before. And I started to get a tiny bit while pumping, but it was only about four ounces in a 24-hour period, which was good for about one bottle at that point. I had to release my desire to breastfeed for my own mental health, and it was definitely the right decision at the time. I kept pumping as long as I could, but I had to give up 
I had to give that up too for my mental health. I'm hoping to try again next time. So it helps to hear that all of these things that happen can cause low milk supply and it wasn't just my fault. So thank you. This was really important for me to read. I hope she's listening. I don't know if she's still listening or not, but um, when all of this stuff is stacked against you, it is so not your fault. And even for her to say here at the end, it wasn't just my fault. None of this was her fault. Um, And I really hope that people realize that, you know, you try so hard and you're doing all the things and that it sometimes things just get stacked against you, which makes it really, really hard to continue. And none of that is your fault. It just is. And she had a lot of stuff that was that contributed to that low milk supply when you don't get that traditional start and you're not able to really start breastfeeding in the beginning, like your like your body needs to do to establish a milk supply. It can be really hard to get things going. And she tried for a really, really long time. And um, that's really hard to do. So I thank you so much for listening and I'm glad that episode helped you and I hoped it helped others out there who might be listening because um, it can be really difficult when you're dealing with low milk. So like a true low milk supply can be really just devastating. Mm-hmm. So th- thank you so much for listening and for telling us your story. Cause that's really, it's a, that's a really, really difficult thing to do. So thank you. Yeah. People go through so many things. Oh my gosh. They push through so many things that it's like, we really find out like how strong we are when we become parents. Oh my goodness. I know. It's just, it's just so much. There's so much. I saw somebody the other day that was kind of struggling with what she wanted to do. Um, wasn't, hadn't planned to breastfeed and then decided that she would breastfeed once the baby was born, but then had a bad experience in the hospital. And then, you know, so the kind of then gave it up and said, no, I'm not going to do it now. And then when she got home, really felt that guilt and really wanted to again. So decided that she would pump. So she came to see me so that she could pump. And she was so cute because she was like making excuses for the people in the hospital. You know, and she's like, well, I know it's their job to, you know, because when I told them, she said, when I told her that I would, I would maybe, you know, that I would like to pump the lactation consultant made it sound like it would really confuse the baby and that I really shouldn't do that (laughs) and all this stuff. And I was like, she goes, I I understand it's her job for me to, and I'm like, no, it's her job to do what you want to do. That's what her job is. Yeah. Her job is to, is to support your decision. That's what the job, that's what her that's job is her to only, do. She only has one job and that's what it is. To support you. Yeah, yeah. That's what the job is. And it was just like, it can be really difficult when you are going through something. And, you know, when she was struggling, she had a C-section, she was struggling with her own recovery. Um, It can be a lot when you are, when your own body isn't right. And then you're trying to sustain another life on top of it. That's really hard to do. So give yourself a little bit of peace and patience and time. And I I don't, I can't even sometimes. (laughs) Yeah. And that's how so many, that's how so many of us grew up, you know, being told like, okay, just don't make waves. Just, you know, just be polite, just go with the flow. Just, and then you just, 
if you just keep doing that, then you get into this big hospital system and the healthcare system and you just get pushed around. You do. You don't want to say anything. Yeah. And that's how so many people end up really finding their voices after becoming a parent. I agree. Because you're Mm -hmm. like, this has to stop. Yeah. Because once it's like, so it's like, it's okay if it's me, but you're not messing with my kid. You know what I mean? Like, that's really how you start to feel. And then you really stand up, start standing up and saying something. Because I know, like, I never had a voice until I had kids. And then I really had a voice. Yeah. And then people didn't like me very much. And I didn't care. (laughs) So, like, in the school system and stuff, I really, I was in their faces all the time. And they didn't like it. But it didn't matter. I didn't care. Yeah, who gives a shit? Right. Yeah, and you don't care about making friends when you have a parent when you're a parent because you're like, I don't have I that's not like I don't need that anymore. No, I'm just Mm -mm. I'm a parent and that's number one. And if I lose these people, then whatever. Right, exactly. Or if they So welcome everybody to that life. Yes. You're all here now. And here's another thing where you might um, make some some cause some friction is over the holidays. Yes. Welcome to the holidays. <laughs> this is a time for everyone's favorite, you know, f- friction time of the year. Uh, I, so let me, I tell you my, when, my, with my first son, he was born in July. So he was like six months when the, his first so Christmas mine. came around. Oh, look at that. So it was like six months at Christmas time. So my dad had had suffered a pretty significant stroke, though, right before Christmas, about 10 days before Christmas that year and was in the hospital. And my mom was there, you know, at the hospital all the time and stuff. So we kind of like didn't do Christmas that year because of yeah. it. And when my dad came home from the hospital, then we did like a delayed Christmas. So mm-hmm. we didn't have our typical Christmas. And then when the twins were born, the twins were born in November that year we had like a huge snowstorm around Christmas. So we didn't leave the house because I wasn't leaving Mm -hmm. the house with two month old babies. Mm -hmm. And that was it. So I really didn't have that. I didn't have to worry about it when they were super babies during holiday time. So lucky. I got so lucky. I got so lucky. Yeah. All these people giving birth during like the pandemic too. (laughs) You're so lucky to give birth during the pandemic. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. It's not lucky, but I mean, it's like there. I remember our first Christmas with Jack. Jack was like, you know, like six months old, five months old. He was born at the end of July, and and we uh, we were over at my parents' house, like we do all of Christmas. And you know, he's the first grandchild. It's the first Christmas with the grandchild, and everyone's there. Um. Also, you know, we had never had a grandchild in the family before. So it was on top of the holidays. It was also just everybody adjusting to this. And everyone was so involved. Like my parents were just like so involved. And here, like, no, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. No, 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 no. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I'm the fucking parent. Not you. We are not all co-parenting. This is not like some commune, some weird commune (laughs) where like, you know, and of course, like we always kind of glorify these, this, um, 
you know, the living of in the the village type setting where everyone is is there um, helping with the baby. But like the parent is the ultimate, like that's their child. And you're there supporting and helping this person to parent, but you're not just like getting involved and like taking over the baby and here, this is my baby and here we're going to, you know, we can do this and that and just decide shit for the baby. Just put mashed potatoes in their mouth or, you know, whatever when you're not wanting to. Anyway, my point is when we were Christmas morning, we're opening all these presents and everyone's giving Jack all of these like crazy, insane battery operated, loud moving (laughs) things. And like, my God, he, I remember him sitting there. He was literally like vibrating and his eyes were like bugging out of his head. And, and, and I was like, okay, this is a bit much. And my dad's like, let him play with it. You guys let him play with it. Let him get that thing. Let him play with it. And I was like, oh my God, he is like, Look at him. <laughs> Look totally at overstimulated. Him. He is like wholly stimulated. Oh my God. And, and it was so like, I had this really weird, like just, it was such, it, he was like a circus act. Oh my God. Like a freak show, you know? I'm like, no, mm-hmm. the, he is not a toy. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. I feel like people, okay, if you have a family like that, then it's stressful. I guess not every family's like that. I don't know where you are. Congratulations to you. I think one of the hardest things, congratulations. I think one of the hardest things is that you have to do like in a lot of situations, not your situation for Christmas because Josh's family lives in another state. So you don't have to like bounce around, which is nice. But a lot of people do have to like, or Christmas is like do Christmas even one place. And, um, Christmas Day in another, or maybe you don't celebrate Christmas, maybe you celebrate something else. So you got to do, you know, bounce around through families. And it's really hard when you have to drag this baby to multiple places. And it's like overstimulating and it's, you're off your routine and it can just be really difficult. And then if you're unsure about breastfeeding in those places, I used to just like escape to another room. I used to be like, oh yeah, the baby's got to eat because it was a break. You know, it was a break for us. And I think that that was really helpful um, just to kind of get away for a few minutes. I think that's but, key. That is key yeah. for the holidays is taking those breaks and going into a dark room and just... Mm-hmm. Being in there every once in a while, giving your baby a break and yourself. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's really important. I think you need to do that. And your baby's going to need a break. And people want to want you to pass them around. Oh, let me hold the baby and all this stuff. And it's like, come on. Like, really? Everybody with their germy selves at the holidays wanted to touch your baby. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I like the idea of having baby in a carrier. Mm-hmm. Even when you're sitting down, just be like, oh, yeah, he needs to be in a carrier. Or, or, you know, just be like, ooh, this is a good one. I'm just thinking of this right now. Being like, yeah, you know, we woke up this morning and he's got like a little, like his nose is a little runny. Looks like he might be coming down with something. So we're really trying to like, I'm just trying to hold him and help him like sleep it off. That's a good idea. And they don't know the difference. Like, People don't know. They don't fucking know. This is going to be, listen, listen, this is going to be 
your first experience of many, 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 where you use your kids as an excuse. <laughs> like, yes. it's fine. Just do it. Mm-hmm. They don't know. It doesn't matter if they know. They, but they don't know. And just do it. You're doing it to protect yourself and your baby and your boundaries. And if you're doing that, then you're allowed to do whatever you want to do to protect yourself and your boundaries. It's just too much. And if for, you have a new babies. baby and this is your first Christmas and all of that, like this is going to be, it's going to be hard. Like I just, I feel like, I, I, you know, maybe it's not hard for some people, but I feel like the whole big family gathering and the, it's going to be hard. And this is going to be where you, this is your time to really start practicing those boundaries. Mm-hmm. And it's all on you. And it sucks that it has to be all on you, but it's going to be. Yeah. Especially if you have like those in-laws that are a little bit, I don't know, needy. What's the right word? Overbearing. Yeah. <laughs> all Want to get in your business, all those things. Or your own parents that might be needy or overbearing. Um, it's just, it can be really, really difficult. Um, why don't we take a break and then we're going to talk about things that you can do. Yeah. And ways to get around holidays. Yes, we'll be right back. You're a new Today's, sponsor. Oh, yes, our new sponsor. Which I, Okay, oh, I'll start with that one. <laughs> Today's episode is sponsored by Pumpin' Pal. Pumpin' Pal's angled flanges are here to upgrade your pumping journey. Designed by a caring father... To help his wife pump, the angled flange is the answer for parents needing something different than the common shape of the standard flange that comes with your pump. Pump and pal flanges are designed to help improve your flow of milk and not constrict your milk ducts because of the way the flanges are able to shape around the natural angle of the breast. Pump and pal offers medical grade silicone flanges designed specifically for parents that would be considered to have elastic nipples. This type of silicone is made to hold on to the breast tissue so that your nipple is not being pulled deep into the tunnel, like we see with hard plastic flanges. Pump and Pal now has a new milk storage bag that has a thermal sensor on the bag to help you you indicate when the milk is too hot, too cold, or just right. And you can now try five bags and their new sterilizer bag for free if you just pay the $2.99 for shipping and handling. Use code BADASS at checkout at pumpandpal.com and also get $4 off of your total order. That's pumpandpal.com, P-U-M-P-I-N-P-A-L.com. Today's episode is also brought to you by Milk by Mom. For moms who know the importance of providing the very best for their babies, we're thrilled to introduce a game-changing solution. Milk by Mom is on a mission to modernize how we nourish breastfed infants, offering the convenience and flexibility of formula while preserving all the goodness of breast milk. With innovative breast milk freeze-drying technology, you can now store and transport breast milk effortlessly without compromising its nutritional value. This movement, spearheaded by founder Tirza, is all about empowering breastfeeding mothers and educating parents on the incredible benefits of breast milk. Don't miss this opportunity to provide your baby with the best. Head to milkbymom.com and use code BADASS for 10% off of your order. 
So this will freeze dry your breast milk into a powder that you can use to store your milk, to transport your milk if you're moving. If you have a ton of milk that you, um, you know, are running out of time to use or you don't know what to do with or you just need to, or you're in an area where your power goes out a lot. Did I already say that? No, but that's a good one. I don't know. Yeah. Yes. Um, so yes. So head to milkbymom.com and use code badass and you're 10% off of your order. And our sponsors and their promo codes can be found in our show notes under this episode, wherever you're listening from. And also over at badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com where you will find information about scheduling your very own one-on-one online lactation consultation with Diane. Yes. So holidays, whatever that oh, holiday yes. might be that you celebrate, a couple of things that come up a lot is like drinking. That comes up a lot. Oh. Uh-huh. Yes. We should talk about that. Yes. And... Alcohol is absolutely fine. I was on, I don't, it must have been Instagram, I think, and was just scrolling yesterday and saw that this, this one thing, it was like from a, um, from a lactation group. And Mm -hmm. I can't remember which one it was. And it was talking about like, you know, it was fine to drink alcohol, you know, for the holidays and blah, 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 and all this stuff. And the freaking comments, man. People are like, why would you put that poison in your baby? I would never put put alcohol in my baby's mouth. Why would you do that? All this stuff. And it's like, <laughs> and then you got people who are, you know, who are like, that's not, you know, and there was one person who was very educated on it and like, you know, trying to educate people about it. But um, people are ridiculous. And I always get shameful. tagged in those conversations, which I love. People are like, you really need to check out the Badass Breastfeeding Podcast and because yeah. your information is wrong. I love it that there are people out there that have the good information. But yeah, there's all this, there's so much fear mongering around mm-hmm. this and it's not based on science. And shaming. Um, we so have shaming about yeah. it. And we have episodes on this, so we don't need to go into like the whole entire thing. But um, alcohol does get into your breast milk at amounts that are clinically insignificant. And it is metabolized out of your breast milk the same as, as it is metabolized out of your blood because your breast milk is a blood product. And it happens the exact same way. A lot of people, well, some people will, you know, breastfeed their baby and then they'll have a drink and then they'll wait, you know, two hours to breastfeed their baby because that's like how long basically it takes to metabolize um, alcohol. Uh, you don't need to do that. Uh, that's the, the amount of alcohol in your milk is not, it's not enough for you to have to do that. Um, you, your you will be with incredibly deadly alcohol poisoning way before your breast milk ever gets the alcohol content of like orange juice. Mm -hmm. That's what this person Uh, was putting in there the person that was talking sensibly was like, you'd be dead. So yeah, you know, dead from alcohol before your baby had enough alcohol from your breast milk for it to affect them at all. Um, People say like, Oh, you know, my baby, you know, your baby's going to get tipsy or, I mean, it's just, these things are just wrong. They are just wrong. That, you know, you, 
I'm not saying, well, here, there are things that you need to be careful about. Alcohol in your breast milk is not one of them. Breastfeed your baby. If you are going to get drunk, which is fine, like we said, you can still breastfeed, but if you're going to be drunk or tipsy or whatever, you need to make sure that you have someone there who is not, (laughs) who can make sure that you're being safe with your baby. We're just talking about like dropping your baby or falling asleep on your baby. If you are going to be drinking, do not share a bed with your baby. Do not bed share. You know, we're big proponents of bed sharing on this podcast, but if you are drinking, it is dangerous. Don't Mm -hmm. do it. Um, So always make sure that you have someone there, you know, and maybe you can say you work it out with your partner. Like, you know, I don't know, like Christmas Eve, you drink and then Christmas Day dinner, I'll drink or, you know, you just work it out with somebody or maybe you've got like, like I don't drink anymore. So I'm always like the person now who's like, I like, I'll drive you. I'll, I can drive. I can do all this. And so just have, you know, just have someone. If you have an aunt who's, you know, who doesn't drink, then just be like, hey, can you make sure that we're, you know, we're good and make sure they know <laughs> also that it's their job to make sh- to make sure you're OK, because you don't just assume. Um, but yeah, so that's the like quick and dirty of it. But definitely like if you're if you're interested, like it's totally fine to do. But be prepared that somebody might say something to you if they see you drinking. So maybe listen to one of the old episodes about alcohol and get the information if you need more information than what Abby just told you right now so that you can tell people why it's safe. And this has been like, we're not just telling you this. There is research behind this. Alcohol has been around for a really long time. There's a lot of research behind this. And all the research says it's not a reason to not breastfeed. Absolutely not. It is not a reason to not breastfeed no. your baby. There's no need to pump and dump your milk. There's no need to abstain from breastfeeding. It's totally fine. But you might get some pushback from some family member who thinks that they're smart, Alex, and want to say something to you. And Yeah, and you can just tell them, like, yeah, you know, that's what people used to say before they actually had research on it. And so now they have research on it. And this is what the research says. And so, you know, it's, it's actually, you know... Yeah, that's that's you just that's just old information. Yeah. You have outdated information. <laughs> and don't use those alcohol test strips. Oh, no. I don't even are they still you, around? Like, yes. Are they? If you if you yeah. Oh my if god. If you breathe, if you breathe near alcohol, they will set those test strips off. So ridiculous. They're not accurate. It's fucking insane just because it's one of those things that's like, just because you can do it, just because we invented something that can, like, doesn't mean that it's useful. So not It's actually useful. very not useful because it's just doesn't, it doesn't give you any kind of information that you need. No. It's ridiculous. So there's that. It is totally ridiculous. You don't need to You're separate fine. the just milk. Make sure- like it's, you know, like sometimes people will like, if they pump anyway, like say you're, you know, out away from your, maybe your baby's not with you and you pump while you're, you know, after you've had a couple drinks, you don't yeah. need to separate that milk from other milk that you've pumped and say, this is my alcohol milk or anything like that. You know, like <laughs> you don't need to worry about any of that stuff. This is an alcoholic beverage now. I know. Exactly. No, it doesn't work like that. It's all good. Just be safe with your baby. You need to be safe. Yeah. Because 
people drinking don't make good decisions. And that's the same as if you're parenting. Just make sure someone's there who's sober. And don't bed share. Yes. No, do not do that. Do not do that at all. But yeah, just be, and most people so like what else? when they're drinking, they only want to have like one drink and then it's fine. And you know, whatever. I don't yeah. know who those people are. I don't know who those people are either. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. So food, <laughs> you can eat whatever you want to during the holiday time. I mean, if your baby, if you are not having any problems, like if your baby does not have like a cow's milk protein allergy or whatever, and you're or sensitivity and you're eating whatever you want anyway. Because sometimes people will say, oh, you know, if you eat too much of peppermint, it's going to dry your milk supply up. If you eat, you would have like, that would have to be a lot of peppermint. So I mean, how is that? Yeah. I mean, you're not injecting it into your. Or sage. Sage is another one um, that people say dry up your milk. I think it would have to be quite a bit. You would have to ingest a lot to have it really impact your milk supply. So I think you can feel pretty confident that if you want to have that Christmas cookie that has a little peppermint in it, you're fine. Yeah, please. Yes. It's totally okay. Suck on all the candy canes. This is not (laughs) what is going to be ruining your breastfeeding journey. Eat, drink, and be merry. Yeah, just live your life through the holidays. It's hard enough, right? Like it's hard enough to, to deal with holiday stuff. And what about when people buy your, like how you, experience with people buying your baby things that you don't really want them to have. Ugh. Like, yeah, I just say thank you. And then when we bring it home, I just hide it because they're babies. They don't even know. They don't know. So just, you know, whatever. Say, oh, thank you. That's great. And then just put it in the garbage when you get home. Or put it in a box, you know, and bring it out when Aunt Sally's there. <laughs> I think one of the most difficult- I mean you don't have to go through great lengths to make people happy or to you know I mean I, I don't know I guess you could at Christmas morning like be like oh we don't really want him to have this but like I don't know you just, just gotta deal with it not. yeah you just gotta deal with it the one other thing that happens probably more than anything else you're gonna get is unsolicited advice just <laughs> yeah. You know, and you have to decide how you want to deal with that. Do you want to just smile and nod? Do you want to have a discussion with people? Do you want to tell them, this is how I've decided to parent? It works for us. Like, whatever it is that you're doing, whether it be bedtime or breastfeeding or food or, you know, whatever, um, depending on the age of your baby. Oh, let them have a little bit of that. It's the holidays, you know, maybe Mm-mm. with your, you know, six, seven month old, let them have some of this. Let, let them have some of that. It's the holiday time. Get, let them have this cookie. Let them have, and you don't want them to have it. I mean, there's a lot of unsolicited things that go on. Why can't you let the baby stay up later? It's the holiday time. If it's something that's not comfortable for you, don't feel like you need to give in because it's the holidays, because people are trying to give you unsolicited advice. Oh, I did it. and It was fine. Yeah. And everybody's going to usually people are drinking and then they get more obnoxious (laughs) with their requests and their demands and their advice. And it's like just so annoying. So annoying. But again, with the baby in the carrier that's not feeling so well, I think you should go with that. Yeah, that's a good one. 
And if you keep your baby oh, here, in a carrier. Let him have some of this cookie. Oh, I don't know. I don't think Niall's a good time. He's just really not feeling very well. Yeah. If your baby's in a carrier, they're going to be less likely to try to get all over them. And yeah. Try touching them and all that stuff. Also, and- if you're nursing them. If you're okay with just pulling your boob out and nursing them, people will be like, whoa, okay. <laughs> yeah. It's just... Yeah. You know, just take your shirt off and nurse them. Take your shirt like, off. Hi, just yeah, I'm just here. undress from the waist up. <laughs> you really want to like yeah. give it to those people. And you really want to have a yeah, a story to to remember or Christmas to remember. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot of holidays. You know, holidays can be really overwhelming and they're tiring and overstimulating for your baby. I mean, just think about like they're going from your baby's going from being with you to now being in a room full of people and it's sometimes it could be loud and there might be music playing or there might be football game on, or there might be, you know, all kinds of stuff going on. And that can be other kids playing. If there is, you know, like depending on how big your family is, uh, maybe they're not the first grandchild, maybe they're the eighth grandchild and there's all these other little kids there, you know, like that's how it was in our family. Yeah. And that's a lot going on. Different conversations, you know, that's very overstimulating for a baby and try to, you know, like we said earlier, maybe take a few breaks here and there, take a break, bring your baby into a dark room, a little bit of quiet, you know, quiet, less stimulation just to kind of like regroup and go back again. But just try to put yourself in the position of your baby where things are going to be a little bit overwhelming and a little bit, a little bit much. But you'll survive. Yeah. Yeah, you will. And try to have fun and just, you know, eat and drink all the things. It's fine. Yeah, it's totally fine. You might need to if you got to deal with family. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you can go in the other room. Just be like, oh, yeah, I need to. I'm going to change his diaper and give him a give him a feed and bring a little glass of wine in there with a plate of something and just hang out in there for a minute. I know. Sounds like a best way to spend a holiday. I know. It sounds great. And use your baby as an excuse. We got to leave early. Yep. That's a perfect excuse. Yeah. If you need to, if you feel like you need to, it's there. And that's it. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.